My name is Gleb. I run a C++ club at work. You can find our meeting notes at cppclub.uk. This podcast and the meeting notes contain public information only. This is episode 10 for the meeting number 135 that took place on the 9th of September 2021. JetBrains, the state of developer ecosystem in 2021. The results of the survey are available together with the methodology they used. More than 47,000 people participated in the survey from 23 geographical entities. To clean the data, they identified and threw away suspicious replies, including those that were filled too fast, multiple surveys with overlapping results and or from the same IP address, surveys with conflicting answers like an 18 to 20-year-old with 16 years of professional experience. Some interesting results. The C++ standard people use is mostly C++ 11 or 17. 18% already use C++ 20, which is encouraging news. But then 12% are still on C++ 98, which is pretty terrible. Of these, 41% don't plan to migrate to a newer standard. Hello, game developers. 11% of respondents replied that they are not sure which standard they use, and I'm not sure how that happens. Of C++ 20 features, 48% plan to use modules in the next year, which may be a tough cookie, as only MSVC has production-level support for modules at the moment. 46% plan to use concepts, and 33% plan to use coroutines. 31% don't plan to use any C++ 20 in the next year. The most popular C++ IDE is Visual Studio Code, 28%, followed by CLion, 26%, followed by Visual Studio, 24%. VI is used by 6%, whereas Emacs only used by 2%. 30% don't write unit tests for C++, which is bad news. Google Test is the most popular unit test framework, followed by no framework, then Catch, CPP Unit, Boost Test, and DocTest. Third-party libraries are most often included in the project, 26%, or compiled separately, 23%. 21% of developers rely on system package managers, and 21% download binaries from the internet. Brave. Package managers like Conan and VCPKG are in single-digit percentages, and 14% are lucky to not have any dependencies. In every reporting stats, 80% use exceptions. Way. In build systems, CMake is the king, 55%, followed by Make and Visual Studio projects. In compilers, GCC wins with a whopping 78%, followed by Clang 30% and MSVC 30%. MSVC C20 and the STD C20 switch. Microsoft announced that the new version of Visual Studio 2019, version 16.11, has a new compiler switch, STD C20. Quote, the addition of this switch indicates that we have reached a point of sufficient stabilization of the MSVC C20 feature set for it to be used in production, with full support in the VS servicing updates. 
If you think it means that the new switch allows you to use all the standard C++ features, you're in for a couple of small surprises. The new switch signifies a stable ABI. The experimental switch is still std C++ latest. Both imply permissive minus for strict standard compliance. You can turn this off, but then some C++ 20 features won't be available, like modules. Let's see what those surprises are. C++ defect reports were raised during implementation of C++ 20 due to some late discoveries. Fixes for those issues will be available under std C++ latest and then eventually under std C++ 20. This includes things like std format improvements, superior string splitting and other fixes and clarifications. There is uncertainty in how to implement allowing virtual function calls in constant expressions. The way it is implemented has ABI implications. And so Microsoft implemented two additional switches, experimental constval vfunc vtable and experimental constval vfunc no vtable. Once they decide which way is the best, it will be made available under both std C++ latest and std C++ 20. Coroutines have been supported in MSVC since C++ 14. What? Given the fact that C++ 20 is the first official standard to support them, it becomes a bit awkward. So there is now a new switch, a weight strict, which removes coroutine features not available in C++ 20. Luckily, it is implied by std C++ 20. And now we come to the most interesting surprise of them all. The new C++ 20 attribute, no unique address, breaks ABI by changing class layout. Combined with the fact that MSVC ignores unknown attributes, this results in ABI incompatibility between the same code built in C++ 17 and C++ 20 modes, and also when linking with libraries built using older toolsets in the supposedly binary compatible so range. So Microsoft decided to just not implement this attribute, to keep backward binary compatibility until the next ABI breaking release, whenever that happens. As you may remember, it won't happen in the next version of Visual Studio yet, as Visual Studio 2022 and MSVC 143 keep binary compatibility. For those lucky developers who don't care about older versions of MSVC, there is now a Microsoft-specific attribute MSVC colon colon no unique address, which enables the optimization in all language modes, C++14 to C++20. They advise to use a macro that guards this attribute with an MSVC version check. More macros, yay! There is a thread on Reddit with some interesting replies from Stefan T. Lavoade himself. Safer usage of C++ Google released a long document describing their internal C++ safe programming techniques as applicable to Chromium. Quote, Chrome security has been asked to consider what it would take to make C++ less dangerous. This document outlines various mechanisms we could use to make it significantly easier to use C++ safely. Some are radical and adopting them, especially adopting many of them, may result in code that looks quite different from what C++ programmers expect. Most of the proposed mechanisms 
are new usage patterns, libraries and classes, but some call for the user but some call for the use of compiler-specific flags that change the language somewhat. For example, Chromium already uses FNO exceptions. Some of these mechanisms are already being built in Chromium, with varying degrees of success. Other mechanisms we propose represent significant new directions for C++ and Chromium. The C++ language and culture tend to trade off safety in favor of efficiency. And therefore, many of these proposed changes are complex, controversial, and not as robust as similar changes might be in another language. They define a couple of terms. Spatial safety is the guarantee that the program will behave in a defined and safe way if it accesses memory outside valid bounds. Examples include array bounds, struct and union field access, and iterator access. Temporal safety is the guarantee that the program will behave in a defined and safe way if it accesses memory when that memory is not valid at the time of the access. Examples include use after free, which is responsible for 48% of security bugs, double free, use before initialization, and use after move. The document names undefined behavior as the source of many problems in C++. The authors propose a number of measures to make C++ programming safer in Chromium. Remove or reduce raw pointers. Ban the direct use of raw pointers, new and delete. MiraclePitter aims to make a smart pointer type that eliminates use after free while not impacting the performance too much. OilPan is the Blink render engine's garbage collector which can be now generally used in Chromium codebase. Annotate lifetimes using Clang's Clang lifetime bound attribute, but this has too many limitations and increases visual noise in the code. Implement automatic memory management like reference counting, see Objective-C and Swift, or full garbage collection. Implement ownership analysis. Enforce at runtime that there is a single owner of any object, which can only be changed via stdmove, like borrows in Rust. This solution is a poor fit for C++. Use the warning dangling GSL. Google has had good results with this switch. Define all standard library behaviors where possible by adding a compile switch for hardened mode, like in upsale. Define undefined iterator behaviors by using a checked iterator facility. Define integer semantics by using a wrapper numerics library, using a compiler option to make signed integer overflow defined, wrap around, using undefined behavior sanitizer. But there is a problem. Assuming overflow behavior is a significant change semantics, and if developers come to rely on the newly defined behavior, a compiler switch change would make all that code defective. Set pointers to null after free. Peter Somalad pointed out on Twitter that these would likely be optimized out. And define null pointer dereferences. Clang has the switch fnodelete null pointer checks which results in not optimizing out null pointer dereferences and crashing instead of continuing. Require coding patterns to reduce lifetime errors. Use variant instead of enums. 
or Google's AppSail variant. Ban std unique pointer get, use shared pointers. This is the opposite of the current guideline to prefer std unique pointer to std shared pointer. I don't see it that way. If you need to share, use a shared pointer and not the raw pointer extracted from a unique pointer. Initialize all memory. Can be expensive at runtime. Remove primitive arrays. Remove mutable shared state. One of the solutions is a borrow checker in the compiler, like the one in Rust. Check typecasts. Type confusion accounts for 7% of Chromium high severity security bugs. Prevent use after move using a Clang plugin. Use memory tagging. Depending on the specific mechanism, pointers to and or regions of memory are tagged. And if code tries to load or store memory without using the right tag, the program faults. Control flow integrity enforcement. Intel CET technology is enabled on Windows and Apple ARM-based systems. Reddit says, quote, Wow, it sounds like if Google is considering moving to C++11. For the rest, it reads like a total disaster, with a major C++ player apparently intending to entirely go their own way, forking a compiler and the entire language, and doing their own thing from here on out. And another one, quote, It kind of looks like they're trying to mimic Rust's safety with compiler extensions and static analysis to C++. And then, from what I hear, the preferred solution would have been to rewrite Chromium in Rust, but it required too much engineering efforts, so this is the alternative." End quote. I vividly remember the kind of alien code we used to write back at Symbian to prevent various memory problems and bugs. A large part of every function was memory management. It was an entire custom dialect of C++, and Google seems to be going in the same direction. Good luck with that. Be wise, sanitize. This article by Marin Peko is an introduction to sanitizers. Address sanitizer, ASAN, memory sanitizer, MSAN, and undefined behavior sanitizer, UBSAN. Unfortunately, it omits thread sanitizer, TSAN. Still a useful summary of what the sanitizers do and how they work, with a shout out to Valgrind, which is much slower than any of these. By the way, regarding false positives, ASUN doesn't produce any. Errors it finds are actual bugs. MSUN can produce them if you don't rebuild all your libraries with MSUN. And UBSUN can sometimes produce false positives. Reddit thread has some useful comments, including this tip on how to prevent ASUN from aborting the program on the first error. In addition to the usual switch fsanitize address, use fsanitize-recover equals address. And then at runtime set the following environment variable asan underscore options equal halt on error equals zero. If you're not using sanitizers in your C++ projects yet, you really should start. That's it for today. I leave you with this quote by Mir Lehman. An evolving system increases its complexity unless work is done to reduce it. That's it. Take care. Bye.